Welcome to the Alive Lauren podcast and the place of celebrating and leaning into juicy, soulful, whole, full-bodied, living, experiencing, opening ourselves up to a life beyond preference, just a life of magical awe and wonderment of this journey. Oh, so, oh, la, la, la. Today, I do these, these, um, dailyish kind of blessing things where I look for a picture and kind of send out something and to my sons, my mom, and it's kind of grown a little bit more. Um, ay, yeah, yeah, but sometimes it's also relevant to stuff I'm experiencing. And today's was actually this week and the last couple of days, I just felt such kind of Oh, difficulty tuning into like a genuine gratitude. And I witnessed myself kind of very, and just dissatisfied. And it wasn't like there's plenty to be grateful for. Like in every moment, like, oh my God, I'm breathing. I am have access to food, water, shelter. There's like no shortage of stuff. But there was just this kind of massive yes, but. And I could witness all this like thinking of all the things that could make it better. You know, like having something that was my own business or something that was contributing in some way that I felt was contributive or living in my own place. It's like grasping for these ridiculous, like these things on the outside as if they're going to fix and just watching this go on. And a part of me like, was like, oh my God, can I not be over this already? And then like kind of holding it all in and being aggravated for my with myself and having a couple of days of work of like also like I try bring this you know like it's not what you do but how you do it so show up to serve what's immediately in front of you so whatever work I have to honor it to do it beautifully to do it with attention and full heart and god I had days this week where full heart <laughs> was battling to just concentrate and be present to the work at hand ay 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 so Today, this is so interesting, the power of just giving voice to what we feel without judgment, without anything. And it's just actually interesting because I was listening to another like training and this woman was talking about this practice that she'd found like amazing, where you have this opening statement about when I think about X, I feel. So something where you've got like a challenging emotion. So if it's a starting like a new project or, you know, having a certain conversation with someone, if you feel stressed or anxious or angry or outraged and like whatever it is, and then to give it kind of a rating. And then you go through these steps of like just uncensored saying reading that statement and just writing like four things that come out spontaneously no judgment and then also talking about how it feels physically in your body kind of or what images or things come up to mind and just in having the space to just write if you do it on your own you can just write the sentences but then you kind of cycle through the same process until eventually like the charge is out and eventually then it can even start to flip where something that you were apprehensive about you kind of feel okay with or 
you know, it was like a friend of hers mentioned it because her friend had had like a miscarriage and it was doing this process so that she wouldn't carry it forward into like a next pregnancy and um, just different things with kind of charge. And it was just interesting because I tried it. I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm so much of a process kind of person. And it just was very interesting because then what happened to me today was I've got a very good friend that we do voice note um, and because she's in a different country and yeah, to actually have times when we'd speak um, wouldn't always work out. But what was amazing was today, so I um, just actually sent a voice note saying all the things I'd been feeling this week and how I'd been like, part of me had been judgmental of myself and wanting to be already past it. And then I was saying just to flip, to be more of that witness and just realize like all the stuff that bubbles up, just witness I'm more than any dissatisfaction and actually if I can just be with it just like Rumi's guest house just to be fascinated and curious and allowing for all these guests they're not going to stay if I can just be patient instead of being resistant for the presence of this guest which actually is what makes it linger if I can just create like a non-judgmental space that welcomes dissonance and welcomes dissatisfaction instead of like being like no dissatisfaction here only pure gratitude like it's okay it's part of that human experience that they're going to be parts of me that are just always going to hanker. It just is. It's just like, because on the grander scheme of it all, that part of me that thinks something on the outside is going to fix it. It basically just wants the same thing. It wants experience of peace and harmony and freedom and presence and gratitude and satisfaction so the underneath thing is a commonality. It's just sometimes the method to getting there is there's a bit of dissonance or disagreement in what would work for that. And then it's sort of tied back as well to on a different sort of level. Um, I was also chatting to another friend about this article I found was so powerful. It was from Lynn McTaggart. And it was like a number of years ago, she brought forward this example of pro-life and pro-choice. And these two groups that literally like their opinions are 180 degrees on other sides of the spectrum and there was one woman who was like watching something and she worked with dysfunctional families and she was noticing that a lot of like the manifestation of the dialogue between these parties that were on other sides of the spectrum was very similar to what she'd experienced with dysfunctional families and she thought it was really important to get people on different sides of this divide to actually get to know one another so she started to host these like buffet dinners and hosted like many over a number of years where the women actually would sit in circle and they would get to know each other before knowing what side they were on. And they would share more stories of their experiences with unwanted pregnancies, with abortion, with the, the whole thing in terms of how they got to the place of where they were at. And then there was something that transpired because this whole thing that came up again because then this friend asked if I found the article to forward it on to her. And recently there was a shooting in America with like between Democrat Republican and some major political person and there were other people dead and other people injured and it became this, also this big divide between the Democrats and Republicans and whose fault it is and pointing and pointing and it was just this thing of like when you have divides about finding a way to respectfully connect with one another and speak in love and speak with dignity and respect and it's not about ever changing someone's point of view, but a founding the common ground, which is always there. And what was so beautiful what with this was just I revisited this article and it's so, 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 so stunning because it talked about then with these groups. So 
going back, it was like 1989, the early 1990s, and then there was an event where someone from one side literally shot like people from the other side on this pro-life, pro-choice. And then there were certain women that were like the heads of both of these organizations that I don't know if they'd already come to start sharing through those buffet dinners before, but they kind of felt like, God, our dialogue has to continue. And they carried on meeting in secret. And the thing was like, it was some sort of press conference years later. And there were even things like they used to set up hotlines to warn one another. So like the pro choice would set up the pro-life would set up like a hotline to warn the pro-choices if there could be violence or something happening in like in an event. So the beautiful thing was there was some sort of press conference at the end of these five years to see if it had been success. And the woman said that the five years of doing stuff together had actually like enhanced and their strength and commitment to their point of view. So this immediate reaction was, oh my God, it's failed. And it's like, no, because they found ways that even though their opinions were completely opposite in terms of what they felt the approach should be, they found ways to talk to each other with dignity and respect and to find commonality that they started to work on projects together, like improving sex education, um, improving like adoption processes and just all these different things that because they were they, they found the common ground that was beyond even though their stance or point still remained the same and it was just so beautiful that 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 ultimately is the way forward it's like it's not about ever changing so that everybody sees and is the same as you it's about respecting that People can actually have it completely on one level. You can have a 180 degree opposite, but there will be a unifying ground. And that's also like recently when I shared that thing with Portugal and how at one time the leader of the prime minister and then the leader of the opposition party got together to try address this heroin, this like addiction problem that they were having in their country. So it's a certain point it doesn't mean because you have opposite opinions on certain points that you cannot find the common ground and you cannot still treat each other with respect and move forward together. And oh my God, oh, I just like, that was so stunning. So, so stunning. And I just thought like in a funny kind of way also came around to my thing with my internal, the part of me that just is absolutely like committed to the fact that something on the outside is going to fix it. And that it's okay for that part to blindly, madly be addicted to that belief because underneath it, the part of me that sees something greater and beyond, we both are just wanting a state of conscious living, grateful living, feeling content and happy and oh, so let us find that common ground and celebrate it. So happy adventuring, precious soul, until we meet again. Ah, and just, yeah, respectfully, with respect and dignity and love, communicating, whether it be with ourselves, those parts of ourselves that are opposite in opinion and view to people in the world, and knowing that there is always, there is always some sort of common ground, because we are all in this together in some way, shape, and form. Mwah.